Broadcasting live worldwide. Thank you for tuning in to TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. And now... You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. We're America's only Jewish radio program, a regular broadcast radio on the Internet and digital platforms. With us tonight to discuss the Young Israel Movement has been a rabbinical organization. They have shul synagogues around the world. And in the last number of years, they've been engaged in more political events and to help free Jonathan Pollard. And they've had events with a lot of, you know, politicians, more of the Republican than Democrats. They've been criticized for it. And just this past week, they had a slate that elected a whole new board and got rid of the old, bringing the new. So change the direction for the National Council of Young Israel. Joining us right now, Rabbi David Warsha. He's a lifetime and a lifelong Young Israel member. I remember him many years ago when he was the rector at the Young Israel of Flatbush. He was at the Young Israel of, of Hem- West Hempstead, and he's been acting various Jewish groups, our soldiers speak, and he was just elected the national president of the National Council of Young Israel. Rabbi David Warsha, good to have you back. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for having me, Zev. Good to be here. And I uh, know you for so many years. So this was a stealth operation, from what I'm told. About five, six weeks ago, a group of rabbis spearheaded by Rabbi Axelrod in the, one of the largest young Israels in the country, which is in the five towns, which is uh, uh, in, in the five towns area, spearheaded the move, the young Israel Woodmere, to change the direction of the young Israel. So tell us what is going on, because there's a whole new board out with the old and in with the new. Okay, that is correct. About six weeks ago, a group of us uh, got together, and the decision was made to to run a slate of nominees uh, in opposition to the uh, current, the past administration, I have to say, the slate nominated by the past administration's nominations committee. And uh, it was, uh, I wouldn't quite call it stealth, but uh, it was a... Uh, it was under very- the radar. I'm told it was done in secrecy. It wasn't publicized. It was done to get momentum and to keep it out of the public eye. Well, we wanted to keep out of the public eye in the sense that we were very busy getting the slate together. We had, we had, we had a real team of people we had, we wound up with 17 people on the slate from all over the country, from Florida to Memphis to uh, to Detroit to California, and of course to Newark here, Massachusetts, Connecticut, etc. And it's a team; it's a true team. It's a uh, it's not about uh, David Warshaw or any one individual or individuals. It's about uh, our whole board and the way we cooperate and work together. And our primary goal is to extend that concept of teamwork really throughout the entire National Council of Israel. Uh, constituent group of our more than 100 branches by increasing our service to the branches and increasing the cooperation and and sense of working together between the branches and the branches and the council. For our audience that may not be familiar, just give us a little background what the National Council of Young Israel represents, what Young Israel Movement is all about. Okay, the Young Israel Movement was founded actually in 1912. Uh, it was founded by a, by a number of young uh, of sons, really, or children of uh, recent immigrants to New York, to the United States, who felt that the uh, the synagogues at that time were primarily Yiddish-speaking, really couldn't relate well to the needs of the of the younger population, who were becoming gradually, of course, Americanized. And the Yiddish movement grew out of that need, really responded to that need, to provide synagogues in which these younger people could feel comfortable, 
There were lectures provided for them, all different types of youth programming, etc. And the movement grew into where we are today, over 100 branches throughout the United States. Uh, it is, because uh, you can classify it as a modern Orthodox uh, movement prim- primarily, uh, strongly religious Zionists, and of course very supportive of Israel and all uh, major Jewish causes. Uh, and uh, over, the, over the years, there was a bit of a disconnect between the, uh, the central body, the National Council of Young Israel, which was a major na- na- national coordinating body, if you will, uh, between it and the local branches. And we felt that uh, the need here, there's a great need. We had some 45 synagogues, for example, that had um, expressed commitment and support for our slate prior to the election that was held last Wednesday. They were sending a very strong message in that they felt they needed service from the council. They needed this, this sense of cooperation and working together, uh, which they felt um, was lacking somewhat. Uh, and that was the uh, major plank of the platform on which we ran. And uh, we're happy that there was a very positive response from branches throughout the country. But there were some tensions, and I know I covered it about a year or so ago, where the feeling was among some branches that the National Council of Israel was focusing too much on politics. They had a dinner in New York. It was more Trump people than Democrats. They felt it was being politicized and being more to the right, more Republican-oriented than Democratic, or and the feeling was that should be more synagogue services and less politics. So I think there were, in fact, you had one young Israel that left the fold over it. We had Deborah Lipstadt, a prominent historian, uh, wrote a whole piece about it. There was a whole brouhaha. So this, this tension has been brewing for at least a year or so, if not more. Well, that may very well have been the case and probably was the case, but our, our group did not really... Uh come about as a, a response to that or really in reaction to that. Uh, the, the feeling was that change was required really in a very fundamental way in the fact that um, the branches that are all called Young Israel all felt that, not all, but many felt that they simply were not being properly serviced and provided for, their needs weren't being met, and there wasn't much cooperation, frankly, uh, from the national body. And uh, yes, there were some uh, branches, some individuals perhaps who felt that maybe there was a bit too much of politics and uh, political advocacy going on, and in the sense that, uh, not to argue so much necessarily with the particular stands that might have been taken, but the fact that the uh, the primary focus of the organization really is, if you look at the Constitution, for example, of, of Young Israel, you'll see that it was formed as a means of, of promoting and fostering cooperation between the synagogues, creating a sense of camaraderie and almost like one big family devoted to the same goal. Uh, really, Young Israel represents kind of like a lifestyle, if you will. And uh, that's what pe- many people were missing. They kind of felt that that had uh, you know, been lost somewhat, and therefore uh, there was this, this need, and that was really the need that our, our slate and our administration is really devoted to, to restore that. But, but I would say probably this tension was a catalyst for it because for a number of years the National Council didn't do as much outreach to branches and provide service materials and provide support for branches. It existed more for a period of time was promoting getting, which is an important cause, getting Pollard out of prison. And after the end, at some point, it morphed into being more political. But I think, I don't think believe for a while there has been as much emphasis on servicing the spiritual needs of the synagogues. Well, I, we're not talking about the spiritual needs specifically, but we're talking about the overall uh, needs and service programming, for example, all sorts of programming, whether it be youth programming, teens, seniors, uh, singles, all sorts of things that, that really uh, – that, that many of the synagogues are trying to provide in their own. Many of them do a very good job at it. 
But the fact is that um, if a synagogue in New York is running a very successful program, a Young Israel branch, why shouldn't the Young Israel branch elsewhere have to take advantage of that very same program and share the resources and share the knowledge? Uh, one of the things that I'm very proud of is the fact that on our slate, our, our new national board, we have people that are highly experienced in many different fields professionally, and they're, they're going to bring and are bringing their expertise in their own you know, personal, professional lives to this, to this uh, National Council of Unusual Effort. Um, and that's, that's really what, what it's all about. Uh, you know, we don't want to talk too much, get too much in terms of uh, politics and particular issues. As I said, it's not so much the, the specific issues that maybe were being addressed. Uh, you're correct in what you say, that, that there were many branches that felt that they simply were not receiving the level of service that they felt they should be receiving, and uh, therefore the message that we were promoting uh, really, uh, it was responded to, it really reached the chord, and kind of the light bulbs kind of lit up in many people's minds, hey, this is what we're missing, and this group sounds like they're offering it. Down there. And we want to pick up on that point, Rabbi David Warsher is our guest. He's the incoming president of the National Council of Young Israel. We'll be right back. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Talkline Radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the Talkline Network and Talkline's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at talklinenetwork.com. And we're back. Talk line with Zev Brenner over WABC 770 AM and WLIR 107.1 FM. Our guest is incoming president of the National Council of Young Israel by David Warsha. And there's been a change where there's a whole new slate that's taking over the Israel. And from what I understand, Rabbi David Warsha, the old, in, the old slate is out, which means that, uh, they're completely out. There's no one that remained from the old regime, so to speak. So this is a whole new start. Are any of them still going to still be active in the National Council of Israel? Or this is just a whole new direction completely? Well, officially the national board is totally new, but we do hope that, uh, members of the previous administration will, uh, will uh, join us in, in certain activities and support us and then work with us, and we certainly invite them to do so. Uh, I had a very uh, cordial and pleasant, very uh, pleasant conversation with uh, my predecessor, Father Weiss, and uh, we're hoping that whatever, uh, whatever we need to do on a cooperative basis will happen, and uh, we do invite members of the administration to, to work with us and join together with us for the betterment of the Young Israel movement. Now, there was a period of time, Young Israel, for those that may not be familiar with a brand. If you were a synagogue looking to open up and you wanted to send a message of who you are, you became a young Israel. It's a brand name for modern orthodoxy. I would dare say that and probably in the last number of years there's probably less synagogues that are affiliated with young Israel. Um, I'd like to know if what your plans are trying to get more synagogues when they open up to become affiliates of young Israel. 
Well, I wouldn't say that, we, that we've lost many synagogues, of course. No, I'm saying, well, I'm saying other, new synagogues when they open up, not that many really are, are are becoming Young Israel affiliates or Young Israel synagogues. They're having different names. There was a period of time when a synagogue opened up, they automatically wanted to be a Young Israel synagogue. I think that has changed over the course of time. I would agree that that's changing to some degree. I think that you have the overall situation in the community, perhaps, that there's been uh, somewhat of a, a shift to the right in a sense, in a certain way, um, which might be a factor in that, in what you're describing. Uh, and therefore, you have many synagogues that are opening today, which might be smaller, uh, might not uh, have the exact same ideological views or, or, uh, or other views as, uh, as young Israel's per se. But there's a big range within young Israel itself. You have uh, you know, the term, we have a pretty big tent, if you want to use that, that analogy, that, that terminology, which we have, you know, branches. We go, you know, from more to the right, if you will, center, even to the left a bit. And that's, that's the great thing about Young Israel, the fact that it's not a monolithic kind of situation, but we can welcome uh, people of, of many different stripes. You know, we're a modern Orthodox organization, as I said, committed to Israel, religious Zionism, and that people know what that means in terms of our uh, devotion to halacha and, 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 fo- and following halacha, etc. But that still gives us a range in, in, under which we can involve uh, and invite um, you know, a broad range of people. Now, I believe some things have changed with the new slate. For example, it used to be if somebody, if a synagogue was affiliated with Young Israel Movement, it meant that if they had financial difficulties, the building would revert to the National Council of Young Israel. From what I understand, that provision is no longer the case. Well, that was the original provision in the original constitution. It was amended. And uh, the position that we are taking right now is that uh, if a, a particular branch does have financial difficulties, if it's if it sees that it's uh, almost ceasing to exist in terms of uh, losing membership, not being able to provide regular services, etc., our position is that we'd like to work with that branch in a, in a, uh, in a mutually uh, amenable manner. And uh, if that means that the branch is closing and there are assets, a building that may be sold, uh, if the branch wants those assets to go to Young Israel, to the National Council, for us to use to further the goals of Young Israel on the National Council, then uh, that would be fine. We're not going to force branches into any kind of a situation. We're not going to, uh, to seize property. The Constitution needs to be further amended to indicate that. But that's our position. We want to be. Uh, we want to work together with the branches, and not to mention the fact that there may be a branch in place X that is having that difficulty. Maybe a similar a second branch in place Y, and we maybe have to bring them together and maybe solve some of their difficulties and solve some of their problems. So uh, again, the overall approach is going to be one of of reaching out and trying to, uh, to deal with them in a in a collegial and and I say almost like a familial kind of situation where we try to help them in any way possible. Stan and Forrest tells your question for our guests. Go ahead. Let me ask you a question. I, I, I'm hearing, I may be hearing it underneath, but is it possible that the national political situation with Trump drove you to this situation? You felt that young Israel over the, might be going too far to the right and Trump, and it might hurt the overall synagogue situation in terms of concentrating more on politics, and maybe you thought it hurt it, and not concentrating more on local religious issues. That's the way I'm reading it. Is it more now you think more open, modern, liberal? Or, I mean, is that what you were looking to do when you got rid of these people? 
Well, we didn't get rid of anybody. It was a, it was an open election, obviously, and the and the voters, the delegates from the from the more than one hundred branches that participated in the election voted. No, that that really is not is not the case whatsoever. We had no political agenda or any political consideration here whatsoever. The fact was that the feedback we were getting from many branches was that they felt, as I said before, they felt underserviced and uh, and really not. They didn't feel as if they were really part of of of, of the of the overall national movement. And that's what, we, that's what we are here to address now, to try to increase that level of service, cooperation, transparency. That's what we're all about. We were not reacting in any way to the national but, political but, but, but the, the, Here's the impression of this has been going on for a long time, where synagogues were not getting service by the national account. It didn't just happen yesterday. It's funding, been going too? On. funding too? Well, I don't. I don't believe the national council has been funding synagogues, but they provide right, no. resource services, right, Rabbi Warshaw? They provide you know, a resource, and it's been for a long well, time where they had meaning, significant resource allocated to the synagogue, whether it's youth groups and and other activities. So, I believe, from what I've been hearing, is that this whole thing where uh, people were upset about the move of the young Israel politically to the right, to the Trump, to Republicans. Maybe that's what I'm asking. Accelerated, where all of a sudden say, "Hey, where's my? Where, you know, what's happening in Israel? We want synagogues." So I think that accelerated this whole process. Well, so it's more developing national programs for the young, I, for the I, young as Israel. I men, as I mentioned earlier, the certainly the certainly was that that was certainly part of the situation, and there were people that felt that way. But again, the the primary the primary mover of our of our slate at that time, and now our new national board, is not. A reaction to politics and, and not to be not to be totally apolitical actually as we should be and to provide that service level increased by a great degree to, to the local branches uh, there's no but funding did you think, involved. Did you think we, we it was not... more political in your opinion had it been and maybe you saw that happening whether it was whether it was more political or not as i said was not is not the issue that that that, that motivated us to undertake this campaign and to run this slate and now to have been elected, it was obviously the feeling of the majority of the of the delegates who voted at the election this past Wednesday night that a change was needed, and that changed based on all of the conversations that we had and communication we had with many branches was the need for increased service and cooperation and working together. That was the primary and really sole motivate motivator of this entire effort. We did not we did not look at this from a political viewpoint whatsoever. Okay, thank you, thank you for your good question. No problem. But uh, before we break, Rabbi Warsha, but the fact is, uh, from what I'm hearing from you, is that the young Israel is going to be apolitical, is not going to be involved. So before they were very involved, and from what I'm hearing now is you want to focus more on synagogue service, you want to be apolitical, means you don't want to really get involved in any kind of politics, which would be a stark contrast to what's been going on for the last number of years. We don't want to get involved in politics. We will obviously advocate on behalf of Israel and on behalf of those other uh, issues and causes that that, that affect the, the Jewish community certainly, but not necessarily from a political viewpoint. We we will, well, you know, as I said before, we are we're a religious Zionist organization, uh, therefore highly, very, very supportive of Israel, and that will be our positions. But it's not going to be a political stance. It will be one of 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 support and expressing support and taking actions when necessary on behalf of Israel and other causes. 
but it will not be politically motivated or politically generated. Our guest is Rabbi David Warshaw, the incoming president of the National Council of Young Israel. A major change has taken place in the composition of the board and the direction of the National Council of Young Israel, which is one of the largest modern Orthodox synagogue groups in the United States and beyond. When we come back, we continue to take some of your phone calls. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Talk Line Radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the Talkline network and Talkline's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at talklinenetwork.com. Thank you for tuning in to Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. And now... You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now your host. We're back. Our final stretch with Rabbi David Warsha, the incoming national president of the National Council of Young Israel. We'll take some of your email questions, zevbrenner at gmail.com, zevbrenner at gmail.com. We'll try to get one or two more phone calls in at 212-769-1925. Extension 100. Uh, Deborah writes, Rabbi Warsha, if they truly plan to be a political, why are all the members of his slate left-wing politically? I have no idea what that what that is based on. I have no idea what that statement is based on. Okay, but there's a perception because we live in such partisan times. So there's a feeling of you know right, left, and, and, and I understand. Zev, I understand that fully, but. The, we have made no statements that are political in nature or have written anything that are political in nature which would give any indication as to how we lean left, right, center, or otherwise. So I have no idea what that what that statement is based on. I'm very sorry. I, I would assume, though, that about a year ago, there was a whole brouhaha with Deborah Lipsack left uh, one young Israel. One of them he actually left young Israel, moved in one synagogue. There was a bunch of rabbis that were upset that you had the dinners where there was featuring, you know, people from the Republicans and Trump uh, supporters were there. So they felt that the that the young Israel was becoming more to the right. So this is seen. I know that you're stressing that it's not, but it's seen by people. I've been talking to quite a few individuals. It's seen as a move to get away from that nexus uh, to, in a completely different direction. So that's probably where that's coming from, is what I would speculate. As you say, that's speculation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess the proof is, proof is going to be in the pudding. So um, and, and so what is your vision? Our, our vision right now, my personal our vision, as I said before, we operate as a team. Our vision is uh, to, as, as I've been saying during the entire segment here, is that really to increase the, co-op, the communication with our branches to give the branches a sense that they belong, all belong to this one entity, this National Council of Young Israel, 
that they have a place to turn to. Will be like Lubav- have- will be like Lubavitch, where you're going to providing templates and materials for young Israels to be on the I same. I can't page. speak for Lubavitch, but we will. That uh, one of our major goals would be to providing programming materials, as I said before, for a- all age groups. Uh, we will be expanding and offering uh, adult education programming. And again, I want to emphasize that we a lot of this will this is not going to be imposed necessarily or just simply uh, put together by the national body. We, we we are going to work with the branches. We will have local, regional, local meetings with branch presidents and representatives. Does that mean you need this. more you need more money to operate? Because it sounds like I'm a, sorry. Are you going to need more money to operate then? We will need we will need fundraising. Will be a major component of what we need to do. The branches do pay dues as well to the council. But fundraising is on, on our agenda. It's a very important item that has to be that has to be addressed, and we will be addressing that on a very on a very. Let's squeeze in Rabbi David. Well, let's squeeze in one more phone. Let's go to Menachem in Maplewood, New Jersey. A question for Rabbi David Warshaw. Go uh, ahead. Pat, thank you Zeb, for a wonderful program. You've never come in uh, more clear than you have in the last forty years, uh, Rabbi Warshaw. The question that I have that I'm sure is in the back of almost every listener to tonight's program is. Uh, well, you, you, we're trying to read between the lines because there never uh, a change. The, the drastic change that that you're undergoing right now doesn't come about uh, in a vacuum. There is something that propelled this, and it's almost. It seems like it's almost uh, due to uh, possibly uh, a lot of the individual young Israels uh, threatened maybe to leave the fold because of what's going on. Uh, there has to, there is something more here than meets the eye. It's going to come out eventually, and I think it's important that you uh, that you level with uh, people or members. I happen to be a member of uh, of uh, actually two young Israels, and uh, uh, I was uh, very surprised to hear that uh, this was going on. It, I'm not but the clock is ticking. We're almost out of time. Let yeah. Rabbi Washer okay. right about one minute left. Go ahead, Rabbi Washer. This was this was this was not propelled, in all honesty, by by anything at all, and this is complete transparency. What I'm telling you right now it was not propelled by anything. It was propelled by one by one motivator, as I said before, and that was that the feedback that we got and the and the messaging that we received from people from other branches was that there was a tremendous need for increased services to the branches, working together with the branches, communicating with the branches of Young Israel, and that was the, that was the sole motivator for this effort. It was nothing political and nothing, and we were not reacting to any other external events or causes or anything. We're out of sense. time, Rabbi Menachem. Thank you for your phone call. Uh, Rabbi David Warsher, incoming national president of the National Council. We appreciate you being here. We look forward to hearing you, some Jeff. wonderful thank things. Thank I go back with you, you a long time, so it's good to have you on the air finally. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That about does it for tonight. For more information about all, all of Talk Lines, we're on every night on the radio. Contact us at 212-769-1925. Email us at info at talklinenetwork.com. Go to online, talklinenetwork.com. If you miss any of our broadcasts, go to jewishpodcast.org to catch any of our past show. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.